Hello and welcome to this episode of the coaching podcast from British Canoeing. Hi, my name is Lee Pooley, uh, Head of Coaching at British Canoeing and welcome to the British Canoeing Awarding Body Coaching Podcast. As a lot of you may already know that at the moment what we're doing is working on a, a mini series aimed to explore with highly experienced coaches their thoughts and approaches to how they decide what to coach or focus on uh, during a coaching intervention. I'm really pleased to be uh, uh, joined by Darren, Darren Sherwood, um, on the call today. Um, known Darren for a, a very long time now, um, spent a lot of time uh, out, out on the sea paddling together, procrastinating around coaching and uh, also working on several projects at the same time. So uh, welcome, Darren. Great, yeah, thanks uh, Thanks very much for having me, Lee. That's yeah, great. No worries. Well, um, as you know, uh, our conversations are always, uh, you know, around coaching and developing, as well as you know, a lot around paddling. So um, this this is going to be no different today, Darren. This is about exploring exploring coaching, but very much from a personal view of of you as a coach, how you've developed, and really about how you go about your coaching practice uh, on the on on the water. So I think what might be really useful is. If you could introduce yourself, um, a bit of background to your your paddling career to date, um, and probably around the sort of clientele you're working with predominantly at the moment, because that will help people be able to link into what you're saying uh, later on. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, well, I guess uh, I've been paddling for quite quite a long time now. Um, I sort of dipped in and out of it uh, in the scouts and uh, and at school. And then in my sort of teenage years, I got sort of heavily into athletics. And then that was kind of preceded by strength sports. And I kind of left the outdoors for a little bit and uh, spent a lot of time lifting very heavy weights um, for, for, for quite a while. And uh, and then when I went to university uh, as a, to do my teaching degree, I ended up getting back into the outdoors as that was part of, uh, of the sort of PE degree. Um, and I was like, this is fantastic. You know, I'm, I'm out. I remember the outdoors now. It was, uh, it was great. And, and part of that was, was paddling. Um, so I got into canoeing by virtue of the fact, um, when I was, when I was powerlifting, my, my thighs were about 31 inches in circumference, which is a, a fairly decent waist size. So I didn't physically fit in. <laughs> In, in any kayaks so uh I, I sort of started an open boat by virtue of the fact that i could actually get in one um and then from from there i got into sea paddling um and stand-up paddle boarding and and i have quite a um uh i don't know if obsessive nature is the right word but when i get into something i really get into it and mm. and the the sort of the strength training dropped off and uh and i went sort of full full steam into into the outdoors um, and yeah, through, through sort of my PE teaching and outdoor ed at various schools, I sort of developed that, that kind of worked on my coaching predominantly. It was with, um, children uh, at school. And then since setting up channel training, um, I do a lot of work now with, um, apprentices. So getting into the outdoors, um, and now sort of a lot of a lot of coaching with sort of private individuals and clubs and things like that that are looking for 
that kind of personal or performance development type type coaching. So it tends to be smaller smaller groups um, of people in in sort of quite exciting exciting places. Um, I, st I still get to do some introductory sessions, which I do genuinely view as a real privilege to be able to, to sort of help or be part of someone's first experience of, of being in a canoe or on a sup or on a sit on top kayak. You know, that is a real, a real privilege. Um, and unfortunately, I still get to do that through, through sort of work every now and every now and then. I'd like to do more of it, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's great. So, so that's kind of where I am, a bit of a potted history there, where I am to date. Well, um, probably, we'll probably delve back into some of those areas that have obviously, you know, I would have, I would have thought may have, may have shaped some of your, some of your thoughts and, mm. and, and approaches that you, that you, that we might see on the water if we, we come along and observed you. Um, but would, would you say that you're predominantly sea and, and stand-up paddleboard at the moment? Or do you, as in terms of your coaching, or would you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, just, professionally. So, yeah. So listen as long as you know, so listeners can go actually, yeah, you know, so yeah, you're you're basing it around those particular areas. Although yeah. coaching is quite broad spectrum in the terms of environment and craft you're in, it's, it's usually C and, and and stand up paddleboard. Exactly, yeah. And that again, the stand up paddleboarding again is is very multidisciplined, but predominantly ocean. Uh, so surf, downwind, open ocean, coastal exploration kind of uh, stuff when we're, when we're talking about stand-up paddleboarding. I do a little bit of white water sup, but but not professionally, just for creative way to hurt myself. Yeah. And you know, based in a in a in a great place within the UK on the north coast, um, that you've got um you got you've got swell for your surf and you've got some fantastic places to see kayak uh, with, including Lundy and, and the North North Devon coastline. Absolutely, yeah. So, real the 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 Exmoor coast and North Devon coast is uh, is a bit of an undiscovered gem. Uh, yeah, huge tidal races, uh, huge tidal range. Sorry, uh, on the Bristol Channel there, which creates some some great races and as you say, lots of swell, dynamic environment. Yeah, it's a, it's a sea kayaking paradise and stand up paddleboard paradise. Really, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for setting the setting the setting the sort of scene. Um, if we can go into um, what your present coaching philosophy is, so at, at present, what your your coaching philosophy is, and maybe give us some indication how that might have shaped over the years, because you know you've already uh, you've already spoken about you know, your 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 weightlifting career, your you know very very clearly identified physical education and fitness. Um, and then where, you know, what you're doing now, you know, there might be some significant things that might have shaped your philosophy going on. So has your philosophy changed? Where is it at the moment? And anything significant that maybe, you know, caused you to, to change? Uh, yeah, wow, that is, a, that is a question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess if I, um, obviously I've had a philosophy probably before I was aware of it. Um, and I guess in the sort of the early, the early part of my coaching career, if you like, um, I guess I, I struggled with when I, I couldn't quite understand why people weren't quite as into paddle sport as I was. You know, if you if if you want to be good at canoeing or whatever it is we're doing today, then you've got to put the time in and you've got to put the effort in. 
And it's not always pleasant. And because I'd come from that training background of if you want something, then you, you put the work in and that's it. And if you're not going to put the work in, then you don't really want it. So what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, which, uh, which worked for some people, uh, but you can imagine for, for other people um, that that didn't work at all. So over, over, I don't know if it's age or whatever has mellowed me, but I've, I've sort of come to the conclusion that for some people, they're just not, not as into it as, as, or they're not into it in the same way that I am in that, that, that we are all, that we are all different. And a, a good day on the water is, is, or a good day on the water for me, isn't necessarily the same as a good day on the water for, for somebody else. So, I mean, that sounds like a very simple, like no brainer thing, but it did, it did, I did struggle with that for a little while in the, in the early part of my career was well, just, just sort of do it then, you know, put the time in, put the effort in and it will be okay. Mm -hmm. um, uh, whereas, whereas now my, my philosophy is very much about that kind of co-creation bit of if, if this is what you want to get out of this, out of your sea kayaking or out of your stand up paddleboarding, then that's fantastic. That is that is great. The fact that you want to dedicate any time at all to this uh, uh, you know, brilliant sport is it's great. And, and, and now I'm here to, to help in any way that I can, but it is very much your journey and your, your pathway. And I'm, and I'm here to kind of support and guide, give some input again, depending on what that, what that outcome looks like. Um, and now I, and independence again is, is a is a big part of it i want to i try and treat every session as if this is the only session this person will ever have with a coach uh, and i know that's not i know that's not the case um but but i try and work at it from that footing so when i'm not there tomorrow what what have i done today that is going to um kind of future proof their own performance you know are they going to be able to go back into those environments do they understand why we did what we did today and the way that we did what we did today. So they're able to, to take ownership of that and, and move that, that forward. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I know it's a, a little bit trite to say, but that is the rewarding bit of the job. When you see people having their own independent adventures um, or you, you sort of bump into them, having not seen them for a few years and they're out doing these you know, fantastic trips or they've gone down the coaching pathway themselves, or, you know, you've played a, a, a minute part in that in that process so that that's the that's the rewarding bit of the, the job if you like. yeah I, I really like the uh the use of the the, the word co-creation i think that's a, a lovely mm. way of, of of really sort of capturing your coaching philosophy at the you know at present you know it's about it's about almost a you know when we've spoken in the past is it almost you know this is a this is a privilege to be a part of your journey mm. And and if I can assist in any way, then what, what what better way to do it through a through 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 paddle sport medium? So yeah, okay, so that's lovely. And, and working towards independence. Now, when you talk about working towards independence, so this is the only coaching session or the last coaching session they're going to to maybe to have with yourself. Is there anything significant? You, you know, is that like is that working towards independence to become? Um, safer on the water uh, more knowledgeable more more technically sound what, what's your what, what's your what's your attitude or your approach to that to that independence well i get i guess it's uh you know that sort of coachy answery way is it depends what they're there for in the first instance so if they're there for performance development then it's it's crucial that they understand 
they're or, or they're able to take ownership for that that learning and for that that progression if they're reliant on me to say you know now at the end of the day thanks to thanks to my coaching you're much better you know <laughs> then, then i haven't you know that protects my ego and makes my self-esteem feel good um uh, protects my self-esteem but it does nothing for that that individual uh, because it's entirely focused on me mm-hmm. so um I, I try and work really hard on 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 them at, you know what does what does success look like for them um in terms of you know based based with their outcome and what they want to get out of that session and it could be that success looks a little bit like failure um that through what we've decided on um that that they're putting themselves in a in a position or they're putting themselves into an environment where they need to fail a few times to be able to get some understanding of well what is actually going wrong for them so we can then put that that right so so that's that's great if if that's what it looks like so if success looks like some a bit of healthy failure initially well then that's great and every time we fail or it doesn't quite go to plan well then that should be seen as a as a positive um, and they're able to identify that so in their own learning if they I, I don't know whatever our measure is they um, capsize or swim or something in the surf then then that all that tells them is they're in the right place doing the right things to to develop their own performance um, rather than yeah you know that was something to be avoided and I worked really hard in my coaching session to avoid putting them into a situation where they might fail because again I want them at the end of the day to say I'm a great coach again mm. that does nothing but you know inflate my ego yeah no that's a that's that's a really nice way of actually uh, approaching it isn't it so you're you're almost you're almost putting in you know constraints to actually identify to them that actually you know that failure isn't that failure isn't actually a dirty word is it you know this is you know and i think this is this is where some coaching has come from in the past or or maybe our own humanistic um, humanistic sort of approach to things isn't it that actually failure is seen as a as a as a as something that's wrong but actually you're suggesting that actually failure is a really important phase of the learning absolutely and and again i would i would i would invite anyone to reflect on on any element of their life that has any worth um, whether that's a relationship or a particular skill or a talent or anything that they've got, anything that they hold with any real worth or value is almost certainly built on a foundation of failure, um, for, for sure, you know. Um, and so why should paddle sport be any, be any different? You know, if we look at our own personal relationship with friends, you know, we've friends come and go, we've had, you know, um, good times and bad times and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, the, the friends that, that sort of stick with us are, you know, built on getting it wrong a few times. So why should, why should paddle sport be any different at all to anything else that has any value or, or worth in our, in our life? So um, I think what would be, what would be interesting, what, what, what's really interesting about this and, you know, is that we're already starting to probably go into, you know, what your approaches and considerations are, aren't they, for 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 your coaching interventions? Um, so, how do you how do you broach the subject of 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 that with a with a client, or you know that you know 
we're, you know, I'm going to put you into situations, you know, as, at times throughout today, you are going to find it difficult or you are not going to be successful. How do you, how do you bring that into your coaching session? Um, well, I, I guess it, it, it starts, it comes back to that co-creation, you know, I'm, um, if, if they don't want to be put in those situations, then obviously I don't, you know, I, I might be able to see that, that for their, their performance development, that might be the best thing for them, but for their personal development, that's the worst thing for them. So um, again, it's just that open and frank conversation around about, you know, what, what are your motivations here? You know, what, what, why are you here? Um, because if you're, if you're really motivated, then, you know, again, we can relate this back to other areas of our life, can't we? If we're really motivated to do something, then we can put up with a bit of discomfort or um, putting ourselves in those uncomfortable situations or those uncomfortable positions, if it means that much to us. Um, if, it, if it doesn't, then, then let's not do it. You know, we're, there's enough things in the world that, uh, to make us miserable and paddling shouldn't be one of them. So let's, let's not do those bits and pieces um, initially. And, and again, there's maybe there's a bit of trust or a bit of um, rapport building to go to. So, you know, some easy wins to, to start with, make, make them feel comfortable. And then just how about we, we go over here and mm. have, a look at some of, have a look at some of these things um, and, see, and see what they said. But again, it's trying to, um, again, I know it's a bit of a cheesy thing to say. Isn't it? It's not just listening to what they're saying. It's hearing what the person that you're working with is saying. So um, it, it, it really does. It's, you know, it sounds really magnanimous and all of that kind of stuff. But um, it, it really doesn't matter what I think or what, what I want to get out of the day. It's what that person wants to get out of their, their day. So I might think it'd be a great idea to go over into those gullies and you know, mess around in that white water or do something like that. But but if I'm leading that session and if I'm pulling that person into there where they don't want to go, then that, that's potentially a negative learning experience, which will mean they might not come back to me, but they might not go paddling again. Yeah, yes, that's <laughs> so, true. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, the ultimate thank you. failure. You put me off for life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so already we, you know, so, so all I'm getting from this is it's very much about the individuals the or the individual individuals that 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 are engaging with yourself it's understanding them a lot better um and you you talked about personal development and increasing performance so would you start to establish that through early conversations which you know mm. would they fall in those particular areas or or is it is it a combination of of, of both yeah it's, it's a bit of both i mean i i, I typically um you know, it, I, I like to speak to people before I, before I coach. Uh, and I just ask them a little question for them to, or put it in an email um, and from a third person perspective and say, if you were to see me coaching somebody else, um, what would you want to see? What would you want to hear? And what would you want to feel if you had that kind of third person perspective? You know, it's a bit of a chewy one to answer on the spot, which mm. is why I put it in an email or or set it up there and then I would say and where is that coaching session happening you know is it is it happening in a tide race is it happening in amongst the rocks is it happening on a surf beach is it happening in a really sheltered harbor um 
you know, where where is that where is that happening? Um, and I, and then I, I like to receive that information back, and that little that little sort of third party third person perspective. They sort of see that that session going on um, tells me an awful lot about that that person and their 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 goals. You know, obviously it's framed in their in in what they want to get out of that that session. But you know, do they do they want to see um, someone having lots of fun and smiling? I'd like to to think so. Do they want to hear some some questions? being asked are they someone that likes to um are they seeing me as the coach doing lots of demonstration there um is it is the environment are they feeling like they're they've got ownership over that that session could they could they go into conditions and out of conditions of their own free will or is it committed or what you know all of those kind of different um sort of elements of a of a session they're able to kind of Put together their their perfect session there, and then then my job is to try and get as close to that as mm. as as they can. But it, it's quite an interesting, uh, and I've, I've had I say success. It seems to seems to land quite well with people to be able to sort of think about right. Yeah, if I was sat on that beach, what what would I see? What would I hear that would make me go great? Can't wait for my session with Darren tomorrow or whenever it's whenever it's happening. So actually, by doing all that by doing all that pre work, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm guessing that you don't have a whole filing system or, or a shelf system that you'll just pull something off the shelf and go, that will do for today. You're actually designing each time that you go out onto or any coaching intervention, it starts from a new design. So you're not actually just pulling, you know, a, a, uh, already established session that you're really confident that you can run standing on your head. This is every session is fresh. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say I do, I do do that sometimes. But again, that's that's the distinction to draw between when am I coaching and when am I doing something else. So I, I do a bit, you know, a bit of volunteering at my my local club. If I take six or eight people out in the in the surf you know sea kayak surfing or something well then i can't individualize that coaching session i'm going to have to kind of rely a little bit on some heuristics talk a little bit broader about here are some themes and concepts that we can explore and, and i will do my very best to get round and do some individualization with them but essentially we're in the surf for two hours and there's a lot going on um, there's the safety element all of that kind of stuff now, I, I wouldn't say to me that I would be coaching in that instance. But mm. in answer to your question, if I'm working with someone one-to-one -one or in sort of that one-to-two setting, then I, 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 don't go, I don't have a formulaic kind of approach. In that case, we'll go here and we'll, we'll, do, we'll do this. Um, and that that took a little while to get comfortable with as well you know as, as someone who comes from a teaching background where it's all about schemes of work and lesson plans and all of that kind of stuff to to not be able to go right you know naught minutes to five minutes is a warm-up you know five minutes to ten minutes is introduce this skill and then that i, I and again it, it felt hard it felt like i was doing a disservice to the people i was working with if i wasn't if i wasn't doing that planning but but for me now, I'm more comfortable with 
that I'd feel more uncomfortable going in with a structured session plan into that kind of coaching. But, but I do my, um, uh, my preparation, if you like, through, through reading, you know, I sort of mm. do reading, I read books and research papers and I try things out and I do my, you know, I experiment with different ideas and approaches and I think about different things. So that, that's my preparation for those sessions now. So the time that was spent writing session plans and schemes of work and now spent, you know, reading and speaking to other coaches and broadening my ideas and, and knowledge and approach to, to different situations. That's, that's, that's really nice to hear. So, you know, you, you, it's not like you've ditched the planning. Um, your planning just looks different um, rather than establishing, you know, uh, it's uh, those harrowing words that you just said, the schemes of work and, and <laughs> lesson plans from, from my days of teaching um, you know, are replaced with really considering what you're hearing and what you are seeing through your interactions with the learner. And then you know sourcing more research ways of working etc yeah and I've, I've got to say you know for anyone that's maybe new to coaching and listening to this um it goes wrong still mm. you know it, de it definitely it doesn't it, you know i'd like to say it wouldn't be a catastrophe but there's certainly things that i i try to do with my learners that don't that don't land in the way that i'd anticipated them to, they would learn um or they would have landed um so i still i still get it wrong there's definitely there isn't a some kind of magic threshold that you cross and then you no longer make any mistakes i could i could certainly engineer situations where i could take people to certain locations do certain things with them because of the location and the environment everyone's going to have a good time there but again i would say that isn't that that coaching bit um and if i'm saying it's okay for my learners to fail in order to progress, then it, then it has to be all right for for me as a coach to fail now and then in order for me to progress as well. Um, not always an easy, not always something to be, you can feel pretty uncomfortable, particularly as a professional coach, if, um, if someone's paying you money um, to, to do that. So it's, it is definitely a, a conflict um, between give, giving them what they want and, and all of that kind of, kind of stuff I'm doing myself out some work here <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so I don't, I don't think so at all i think um, you know uh, quite interesting though isn't it because traditionally you don't have to go back too many years that probably in the public eye of someone that was going to engage with coaching were coming to be told what to do by an expert that is infallible than actually can walk on water. You know, it's almost, so have you seen, have you seen, have you seen, is it as people, are people still coming to you with that thought process or do you, do you see a difference in how people might be now engaging with, with coaching? Oh, good, good question. Again, I think it, it, it depends on their prior experience. Um, if people have had that kind of coaching that, um, that is all about protecting that kind of self-esteem, you know, lots of technical information, put the paddle here, put your body here, 
paddle at this speed and that speed and all of that kind of stuff and and had some success then then all they all they want from me is a is a replication of that maybe in a different environment or a different part of the country to to what what they did um i find people that that maybe haven't had been exposed to that kind of coaching before are far more engaged in in the session on a on an individual level and and the language is very different you know i going back i don't know five six years ago like rotation was the big you know, people would turn up and they'd say oh I've, I've had some coaching yeah i've got a i've really got to work on my rotation you know um and you and you'd go well, what what why oh because it, you know i'm not rotating and i've got to I've just got to do more rotating mm-hmm. and that'll be, that'll solve all of my problems. Um, and, uh, and that, you know, they had a really sort of key, the focus of whatever coaching is before has been very, very technical, you know, error correct away. Um, and maybe they haven't been able to, to, to reproduce that, whatever that technique they will be able to do. So, so in their mind, they could, they're never going to achieve what they want to achieve because they're, the, the person coaching them was six foot three and you know a, a rugby player and they're five foot nine uh, five foot one and I don't know about a ballet dancer or something I don't know that's, yeah. that's not to say we can't do things um but, but we are products of our experience and our levers and all you know all of those kind of things we're not we aren't all the same mm. um so I think the way that you know certainly um coaching is going now in the last sort of few years um i'm starting to see people come with more individual you know i i want to develop but it's not it's not something technical it, they understand that in order for them to thrive in that environment they need to, to develop their understanding around well, what's actually happening there or um, maybe there is some safety element to to it you know they don't feel safe when they're out when we're out as a couple or as a group or whatever we you know they want to develop that and then once that safety is in place then they can develop their their performance because they're able to to take ownership of that that journey or, or whatever that's that's really that you know it's yeah as, as always i really enjoy you know talking to you about coaching and we can go off in lots of different directions but uh you know, sometimes I just got to remember, you know, there are listeners here and I'm thinking, oh, it's very yeah, selfish of, of me to, yeah. to sort of delve into certain subjects, Darren, and, and apologies for anyone listening, thinking he's got his own, he's got his own agenda here. Um, I haven't. Um, and so what I would, I'd like to be able to do, you know, um, Darren, you're, you know, you're a highly respected and, you know, you are, you are a coach developer as well this is not just about coaching you develop coaches and you know you know a lot of people have engaged with you know with you and your delivery style etc um so before we start bringing this this sort of this this podcast to a close i'd like you to consider your journey as a coach and what advice top tips you would give to coaches that are relatively new, relatively novice, coming into coaching, so they wouldn't make the same mistakes as you did, or should they concentrate on specific areas? So, um, you know, I know you, I know you knew that this question was not coming up, but I thought I'd spring it on you. 
Yeah, thanks, Lee. Um, I guess um, I guess I would the, sort of the only piece of advice I would give to a new coach is is don't don't take anything at, at face value. You know, question it and and um, and sort of explore it and, and make it your own. With a lot of these things, they are theories. Um, you know, and there's things like um, you know, we were talking about it earlier, ecological dynamics and or sort of more cognitive approach to like skill acquisition. They're both theories um, that we can't look inside of someone's brain and go, ah, that's exactly how this is this is happening. So I'd say to any new coach is is try things out and and come to some understanding of of your own in terms of what what these things are. They are just ideas or theories or whatever you want to or you want to do so so make them your own if they don't work for you then maybe don't d dismiss them straight out of hand maybe find out a little bit more information until you can make a really sort of informed decision of like no i, I do subscribe to this this way of thinking or this 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 approach um and and, and that's that's okay um i guess the other thing would be embrace the chaos as well you know, co coaching is is really hard because um, people are people are complex. You know, again, and like I said earlier, um, you know, anything that has any value in our life—I don't mean material value—anything with any real value in our life is is complex and messy and goes up and goes down. So our our, our coaching is is the same as as well. Um, there isn't a formula for coaching. If you think, ah, I found the formula for coaching, then, then it's probably time to to go and get some CPD or read some different books or, or something like that. Um, so yeah, embrace the chaos. It's going to go, it's going to go wrong sometimes and that's okay. If it is going wrong, it means you're trying things out. And um, that's the only way we can progress our sport forward. And, and the only way we can progress coaching is people trying stuff um, and, and getting it wrong a few times before they, before they get it right. So yeah, don't em embrace the chaos, I guess is what I'm saying with, with the coaching. I think the nice thing, the nice thing that comes across across really clearly, Darren, is that actually, you know, embracing embracing the complexities, you you have embraced the complexities of of coaching, but by no means are you trying to simplify them. You're accepting the complexities, and you you are working with that person to see an appropriate way that's 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 suited to them. So I think that comes across really clearly, but please tell me if I've got that wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, you're almost saying, it, yeah, coaching is complex. It's okay that it's complex. And you work with the individual to, to, to look for solutions. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, sh and share the, sure that, sh that share that thought process with the people that you're, that you're coaching. You know, we're not, we're not these infallible people on a, on a pedestal with all of the answers, you know, I, I may have, I may have, you know, had some experience or some coaching, but if I'm working with someone for the first time, I have zero experience of working with that person. So I'm kind of starting from, from a kind of a baseline there. Now, you know, through my experience, I might be able to flip a few pages at a time and skim read a few bits and pieces, but essentially it is a novel situation that I'm in with that person in that, that environment every every time um and canoe clubs are 
just the best place to go and to go and sort of cut your teeth for want of a, a better word and whether you're fresh into coaching or whether you're um been coaching for for years and years and years to, to go back to your local canoe club um and sort of take a one or two or three people with no other with no other agenda than just let's let me help you achieve some of your paddling goals or aspirations or something like that um, is great and you learn loads absolutely loads you know you can yeah. try all those bits out in a really safe in, environment um, so yeah cool well Darren thanks very much again for your for your time um, no problem so uh, I hope I hope that uh, you know in the in the next couple of months you'll be you'll be keen to do another podcast with me and explore a, a, another subject in depth. But yeah, uh, for sure, thanks very much, um, and thanks very much for everyone for listening and um, for more updates on other uh, coaching podcasts. Uh, please visit the British Canoeing Awarding Body website. Take care. <laughs>